So let's go in the book of Revelation chapter 2. Uh, Revelation chapter 2 from verse, uh, let's start from verse 1, I believe. And uh, the, the title of the message is The Call to Return. Somebody said The Call to Return. So God wants us to return to him. Amen. If there is anything God is interested in, he wants us to return. He wants our presence more than anything. He wants our hearts more than anything. More than the car you want to, to, to drive. More than the house you want to buy. More than the money you're asking from him. He wants you. Amen. The Bible says that God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God died for you, for you, for your soul. He's more interested in that more than anything. And after he has captured, after he has brought you to his side, he wants a relationship with you. Amen. He wants a healthy, ongoing relationship with you. Not just a Sunday relationship. For two hours and then you close the Bible, you throw it on the shelf, and you wait until the next Sunday. God wants a relationship where you talk to him. He talks to you. He reveals the secrets. Amen. And I was saying on Wednesday, the reason why many people run to prophets all the time, can you please give me a word? Can you, what is God saying is because you don't have a relationship with God. You want somebody else to tell you what God is telling you. But God wants to have a relationship where he can tell you anything he wants to tell you. That is why Jesus said, I no longer call you servants. You are my friends. If somebody is your friend, you tell them anything. But God cannot tell us certain things because our hearts are so far away from him. Amen. We are so busy. And I understand. We're in America. Life is expensive. You have people calling you from Uganda, from Benin, from Haiti, from Brazil. Everybody wants something from you. And it is so easy. It is so easy for the relationship to die away because you're chasing the almighty dollar. Chasing the dollar. But I have discovered you can never have enough of the dollar. Do you know that even the billionaires, they still wake up? Actually, they wake up before you do. I've had some of them, they, they wake up at four in the morning. <laughs> four in the morning. They want to make more money. They just, there is, no, there is no end to the need for money. The higher you go, the higher your expenses, the higher your demands. Now you want to own a yacht. Now you want to drive this car. Now you want to go to this vacation. So you can never have it all. Amen. But the presence of God can bring true contentment. The presence of God can bring true satisfaction. Amen. So let's read in the book of Revelation chapter 2. So uh, John the Revelator, he receives a message for the seven churches. But today our interest is in the church of Ephesus. Listen to this. It says, to the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars 
in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. So uh, the stars is talking about the churches. So God walks among his church. Amen. Because we are his church. We are not of our own. We belong to him. Amen. And he says, I know your deeds, your labor, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate those who are evil. And you have tested and exposed as liars those who falsely claim to be apostles. Without growing weary, you have persevered and endured many things for the sake of my name. Listen, verse number four. But, somebody say, but. But I have this against you. What is that? You have abandoned your first love. You have abandoned your first love. Amen. Therefore, keep in mind how far you have fallen. Amen. He acknowledges all the great things they are doing. He says, I know you're doing well. I see everything you do. I see your labor. I see your perseverance. And this reminds me about uh, Mary and Martha. One day Jesus came. And there were people in the house, and uh, one of, the, the, one of the, the sisters was busy preparing tea. She was making sure everybody is comfortable. And one of them said, I am going to sit at the feet of the master. And what she was doing was good. It was great. But Jesus said that your sister has chosen the most important thing. So sometimes we do everything. We make sure everything is going well. We, you know, we're doing everything, but we don't have a relationship with God. And this goes to show you that Jesus, he loves every good work that we do. But at the end of the day, he is interested in the first love. That first love you had when you woke up in the night and you worshipped. When you, before you started your day, you, you know, you prayed. You spent some quality time in the presence of God. Amen. Where you prayed and fasted without anybody pushing you. When you gave to the needy. When you sought the will of God for your life. God wants us to go back to that place. Amen. He says, I have seen everything you do, but I have this against you. You have abandoned your first love. Amen. Many, all of us here, maybe except for Brother Fred, all of us have been in relationships. And you remember that first time when you saw somebody that you love. If you grew up in the time of cell phones, you were testing all the time. Hey, honey, how are you? How are you doing? Even when you didn't have anything to say, you texted something. I remember when uh, we just started talking with my wife. Man, we could talk for hours and hours on the phone, and I would fall asleep. <laughs> we talked, and I wonder, what were we talking about? We had the first love. You know, if I didn't see her, I felt like I'm going to die. And so I remember we used to see each other every single day. So that time we had one car. So, you know, she was staying with her family and I was staying with my friends and, uh, you know, we had one car that we shared. But so we saw each other every single day. So one day she said, uh, I don't want to see you today. And I said, what? She said, I just need a break for today. And I said, no, I'm just going to come and park in, in the yard 
and uh, just know that you're there, I'm here. You know, I had that, you know, I just couldn't rest without saying palm, you know. Th th there was that boiling, you know, I can't wait to see her. And she made sure that I was fine. You know, if I didn't call her, or if, if, if she didn't call me, I knew something was wrong. I said, honey, did I do something wrong? Is everything okay? And I was apologizing for things I didn't even do. Amen. That is the first love. So God is telling us, I want you to go back to that place where I was the priority. I want you to go to the place where I was everything you needed. Amen. And why are we saying this today? Because I would be a cheat. I would be uh, giving you, I would be, uh, uh, I would be a bad pastor, let me put it there, if I don't take you to that place. Amen. Because everything we have achieved in this year, it can all be taken away from us. And let me tell you, I was telling Pastor Herman, you know, the way people drive cars here, today you're driving this car, 2023 they're going to bring a bigger one, and then you want that. Amen. So it doesn't matter. I've seen people buying houses, Brother Josh, a beautiful house, and there is nothing wrong with the house. And they're like, oh, we need another house. And the wife is like, I'm tired of this house. I'm like, what are you tired of? You have, there are people wishing, <laughs> amen. There are people wishing to have what you have. And you know what? I just want to buy a house in another zip code, <laughs> amen. So all this, there is nothing, let me tell you, there is nothing that is going to be constant. Any material thing that is going to be constant. It is only the presence of God, the relationship with God that is going to give you calmness and satisfaction in this life. Amen. So he says, I've, you have abandoned the first love. And he says, keep in mind how far you have fallen. The problem we have as children of God or in the church, we don't take inventory. That is why we have the end of the year, we talk about finishing strong because we take inventory. How did I start and how am I finishing? Amen. If, for those of you who have been in business, if you don't take inventory, you're going to make a lot of loss. Amen. And it goes even for our, our personal finances. You have to take inventory. How much money did I make this year? Okay, if I made this amount this year, how much do I have? So if you made, let's say, if you made 50000 this year already, and when you look in your bank account, you only have $200, you have to take inventory. Where did the rest of the money go? Because if you don't take inventory, you're just going to be working for nothing. That is why people get depressed. You wake up one day, and you don't want to work. Why? You don't see the money. <laughs> Show me the money. Amen. You have to take inventory. That is why even in our relationship with God, we need to take inventory. You know, my wife, she's so, she's so funny. She, she will just come to me and say, honey, I want to talk to you. I'm like, okay, now what's the problem? And she say, honey, are you happy? <laughs> and sometimes I'm not happy. She say, honey, but the way she says it, <laughs> you can't even. <laughs> you say, honey, are you happy? I, I want to make sure you're happy in this marriage. <laughs> Amen. So she's trying to take inventory. Am I doing the right? She says, is there anything I need to make right? Amen. Is, am, am I doing everything right? So yes. You're cooking. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying. I'm having a good time. 
Amen. So if you don't take inventory, the relationships will die, even our physical relationships. That is why at your job, they do an evaluation. Amen. They don't have to, but they do an evaluation. They ask you, how are you finding the job? Is there something we can do to make you successful in this field? Amen. So the same way in the spiritual side, God wants us to take inventory and come back to the first love. Now let's just go, uh, I want to show you something real quick. And as I was reading about this, the first love, uh, the root word in the Greek talks about the most important. Amen. It is the principle. You have abandoned the principle. Amen. The foremost. If there is anything God wants, he wants us to go back to that foremost, to that most important thing, that most important thing that matters. Because everything else doesn't matter as much as you having a relationship with God. Amen. Why? Because when you have a relationship with God, a good relationship with God, God is going to speak to you. Do you know that God can give you an idea? That is going to change your life forever. I've been there. Not so long ago. I won't tell you exactly what it is. But I was going through something. And I was so perturbed. And I said, God, what is it? And the Lord whispered to me. And what he told me is exactly what turned everything around. And God gave me a blueprint. Why? Because I availed myself. Amen. Because when you're not available... You know, the thing about God, God doesn't push himself on us. He doesn't. He's a gentleman. He's not like, you know, those, uh, you know, those demons. I remember when people in Uganda, uh, Pastor Herman, they say that uh, those evil spirits, they come and they cane you. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you have it in, uh, in Benin, our brother Jean, that those, uh, those spirits, they will come and cane people. They cane you. You know, they force you into the shrine. <laughs> but God doesn't do that. He is a God of love. He wants you to come willingly. <laughs> Amen. He wants you to come willingly. He wants you to consent to his love for you. Amen. So God wants us to go back to that affection. So uh, that word uh, love, agapen, or agapawo, in the Greek it says affection. Amen. He wants us to go back to that affection with him. Amen. That is why uh, he, he tells John, he says, I want you to know how far you have fallen. And I said before that the problem is that we don't want to measure. We don't want to, you know, put ourselves on the weighing scale. Because when you do, you're going to be able to say, oh, in January, this is how I spend time with God. In February, this is how I was faring. Now in December, this is where I am. Amen. And that is why you don't see some people today. You know, there are so many other things they're doing. They can't spare the two hours to be in the house of God. Return to the first love. Amen. Let's go back. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed already? God wants us to return. God wants us to return to him because that is the place where we are going to have all the peace. That is the place where we're going to have everything that we desire. Amen. So he says, repent and perform the deeds you did at first. Repent and perform the deeds you did at first. 
listen, but if you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Do you hear that? If you don't repent, uh, let's go uh, let's go here to the root. And repenting, it means to think differently or to turn around. Amen. You need to turn around. And it's another word in the Greek here. Uh, the word is reconsider. You need to reconsider. When you reconsider, you will be able to stay in your place. Because sometimes we take it for granted. I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be doing what I do. I'm supposed to be singing. I'm supposed to be preaching. I'm supposed to be playing the piano. I'm supposed to be leading prayer. I'm supposed to be uh, in the back. He says that if you don't repent, I myself, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Amen. And he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And to the one who overcomes, I will grant the right to eat from the tree of life in the paradise of God. So he promises, there is a promise of coming back to God, of returning to God. There is a promise. But if you choose not to, he says, I'm going to come and take even what I gave you. It belongs to him. Now let's go real quick in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 15, and then I will finish. When you get there, you can say amen. Luke chapter 15, amen. Hallelujah. And uh, because of time, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we all know the story about the prodigal son. We all know how, <laughs> uh, I'll just read a few, uh, a few verses here. Uh, listen to this. Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons, Luke chapter 15, verse 11. That's where I'm going to start from. There was a man who had two sons. The younger son said to him, Father, give me my share of the estate. And so he divided his property between them. So this man, a wealthy man, I, I presume, he has two sons. And one of them, he says, Father, I'm old enough. I've been with you enough. Please give me what belongs to me. I want to go away. And so he divided his property between them. And after a few days, the younger son got everything together and journeyed to a distant country where he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent all he had, a severe famine swept through the country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him into his fields into his fields to feed the pigs verse 16 he longed to fill his belly with the pods the pigs were eating but no one could give him a thing now i want you to turn your mind to the revelation god gave me and uh, we, when we read this story we talk, we're thinking about the material stuff but i want you to look at it this way these sons were in the presence of their father. They were with their father. They were working with their father. That is why probably he demanded because he had been working with the father. So 
he got what he wanted in the flesh, the physical. He goes out into the world. He thought that maybe if I have everything I need physically, I am going to be okay. But the thing is that he wasn't even homeless where he went. The Bible says he was hired out. That means he was getting paid. <laughs> he wasn't working for free. But the emptiness he, he, the emptiness he experienced over there the Bible says that nobody could give him a thing. So it doesn't matter what he got, it was not enough. <laughs> Amen. It wasn't the absence of food, like we always preach about. He was eating, you know, pig feed. That is probably true. But the problem was the relationship with the Father. And I'm going to show you that in the scripture in a minute. The Bible says he longed to fill his belly with the pods of the pigs. The pigs were eating, but no one could give him a thing. It doesn't matter what he was given. It was not enough. Amen. He had the money. They gave him gold. He went and spent it on prostitutes, on all the good things of the world, according to him. But it was not enough. Amen. And verse number 17 the Bible says, finally, he came to his senses. And he said, how many of my father's hired servants have plenty of food, but here I am starving to death. He says, I will get up. Now, this was, it wasn't just, and please allow this argument because I'm going to show you. It wasn't just the, you know, just the, the food for the, it was a spiritual hunger. Every story Jesus told, it had a spiritual meaning and implication to it. Amen. There was a spiritual meaning. He said, uh, I will get up and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Now, if it was about food, he could have just walked home and found himself in the servants' quarters and started fixing stuff and eating because the servants was eating. But he says, Father, I have sinned against you. That is why God is telling us in Revelation, if you don't repent, he says, return to me, repent, reconsider, have a changing in your thinking. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Listen, verse number 19. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Because the servants even had a better relationship than the son. He was disconnected from the father. Amen. That is the point. He was disconnected from the father. Listen to this. So he got up and went to his father. Remember the message is the call to return. He made the step to return to the father. But while he was still in the distance, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. And he ran to his son, embraced and kissed him. This is intimacy. Amen. This is intimacy. That is what God wants for us to receive. The intimacy. He wants to rub his arms around us. He wants his presence to fill us. He wants to fill everything in our hearts that we don't desire anything else outside of him. Amen. Otherwise, we would have said, go to the kitchen if he was dying of hunger. But he knew what he needed was this relationship. 
He needed this love. And the Bible says he embraced him and kissed him. Amen. And the son declared, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Amen. To the father, what mattered most was the relationship. If you are my child, you ought to look like my child. Amen. If I am a king, you ought to look like a king's son. So get a robe for him. Get a ring for him. Put it on him. So that when people see him, they will know this son belongs to the chief of this place. Amen. Put sandals on his feet. And then the food comes in. Bring a fattened calf and kill it. So all you know, you don't cook a calf in two minutes. You know, that took some time. But the most important thing, he wanted to restore the relationship. Amen. Bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us feast and celebrate. Listen, verse number 24. For this son of mine was dead. Eh? But he is alive again. He was lost, but now is found. Listen to this. So they began to celebrate. Amen. Do you see? That's why the Bible says that there is celebration in heaven when one sinner gives their life to Jesus. There is celebration. Amen. And then I'm not going to read uh, so much of this, but there were two sons. So the second son, the Bible says, he was in the field and he had music and celebration and he asked, what is going on in the house? And they told him, your brother is back. Listen to this. Verse number 28, the older son became angry and refused to go in. So his father came out and pleaded with him. Verse 29, but he answered his father, Father, look all these years. I have served you, never disobeyed your commandments. Yet you never gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. He's thinking about the physical food. Verse number 30, but when... This and he says, but when the son of yours returns from squandering your wealth with prostitutes, you kill the fattened calf for him. Listen to verse 31. He says, Listen to this, son, you are always with me. Relationship, presence, amen. The father said, You are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. Do you see the revelation? So at the end of the day, the father says, the most important thing is not giving you a goat. You can have a goat from Monday to Sunday if you want, because everything I have belongs to you. But you are here with me. That should be enough for you. Amen. But he was feeling to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he is found. God wants us to return. Amen. God wants us to go back to that place where he mattered most. God wants us to go back to that place where everything was about him. Hallelujah. The need to return. Hallelujah. Hosea 12 number 6 says, But you must return to your God. You must return to your God. 
maintaining love and justice and always Hosea 12 number 6 and always waiting so come now to your God you must return to your God maintaining love and justice and always waiting on your God amen brother Fred amen you must return to your God Joel chapter 2 verse 13 he says surrender your hearts and not your garments and return to the Lord your God for he is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and abounding in loving devotion amen God wants us to return let us get up on our feet hallelujah God wants us to return to him so today I want to I want you to take a few minutes a few minutes I want you to think about how far or where are you with God where is your relationship with God are you where you were at the beginning have you made some advancement are you stuck are you doing well where are you in terms of relationship with God he says repent have a change of mind reconsider reconsider turn from your wicked ways he says when you do repent then you will be able to eat from the tree of life you'll be able to receive every blessing there are certain things that we haven't been able to receive from God because our hearts have been so far away from God today God is calling us to return this is not condemnation this is not judgment but it's a call for us to reevaluate ourselves how far have we fallen he says repent and perform the deeds you did at first return father today we come to you we ask you to forgive us please forgive us God where we haven't been consistent where we haven't done what we're supposed to do where we have taken your presence for granted please forgive us we come to you Lord as we come to the close of this year help us to end on a higher spiritual note let us go back to the place of worship help us to go back to the place of loving you spending time with you doing your will inquiring from you take us back to that place take up take us back to that place of intimacy to that place of fellowship please God forgive us just like this young man we're not worthy but just like you embrace this young man may you embrace us may you cover us help us to experience your love one more time 
Help us to experience your favor one more time. Help us, God, to, to find contentment that the world cannot give to us. Let us be confident in being in your presence more than anything else. Help us to stay standing even in the midst of pressure of the world. Help us to stay focused, focused on you. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Thank you. And if there's somebody here today and you want to come back to God, the altar is open. Somebody online, you've been far away from God, the altar is open. He says, come back home. Come back home. Though your sins are red like scarlet, I will wash you and you will be white as snow. There is room at the cross today. There is enough love in the house of God for you. Come back home. Come back home. Come back to the first love. Come back to the first love. Come back in the presence of your Father. Come back to the presence of your Father. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory, my God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. When it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. When it's all about you, it's all about you. Jesus, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. When it's all about you. It's all about you. Tell, tell them, Lord, I'm Jesus. coming back. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. When it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. When it's all about you. It's all about you. 
all about you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Father, help us to return. Let your presence go with us today. May we be filled. May we have a yearning for you more than ever before. Lord, even as we leave this place, may your presence go with us. May your blessing go with us. May your goodness be with us. May your favor be upon all these, your people, and those watching us online. May you give them the grace to overcome every challenge. Give them the power to make it through life. In Jesus' name, go out and be blessed. Go out and possess the land. Go out and make money. Go out and change the world around you. Go out and show the love of God. Go out and represent God to the highest level like never before. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Shalom. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.